Welcome to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast, helping people who want to improve their health and change their mindset around food so they can live the life they were designed and called for. I am your host, Adrian Delgado, and in this podcast, I'll give you step-by-step action plans to reach your health goals, as well as my favorite recipes I know you and your family will enjoy. Let's get started. Hello, welcome back to another episode. Hope you're having a fantastic summer. We've been playing a lot of badminton. I don't know if you guys have played badminton before, if you like badminton, but we've been playing a ton of badminton. Thankfully, we have some outdoor space that we can set up a volleyball net. And we'll play volleyball too, but I feel like badminton is a sport that you can play at any age. And I have to say, my... My family is is starting to get really good at it. And the boys especially, the older boys, I mean, Ben's Ben's my younger boy. That's what I would consider my younger boy. But they're all like, they're getting it. And the girls, I'm just impressed at, you know, how much they've improved throughout the years. I don't know why. They're getting older. They're stronger. They're faster. Their hand-eye coordination is better. But you guys know how competitive I am. And... I don't know. They're kicking my butt. So it's forcing me to raise my game and to and to show up and be able to compete. So it's it's been a lot of fun and we just really enjoy being out there with them and you know getting to spend time with all of them. Uh, as well as our garden. Our garden is doing fantastic. So uh, that's how we're spending most of our nights over the summer, and hopefully you guys are able to spend some time with friends and family as well. All right, guys, today's topic is all about plateaus. I don't think we've done an episode on plateaus yet, so this is very much needed, and hopefully you guys will find it really interesting because uh, we need to know how to uh, recognize them and work through them. Um and just what are the facts? What do we need to know? What is What should be our expectations when it comes to plateaus? And I think this is a really good place to start, our expectations. We have this idea in our head that if weight loss is our goal, it is going to be a linear journey, meaning that effort over time will lead to results, right? So if you're, you're looking at an XY graph and your weight loss, let's say, let's say you're starting at 250 pounds and you want to lose 50 pounds. Let's just, let's just throw those numbers out there. Our expectation is that if we put in the effort over time, that line will be a straight line going down. I will start at 250. And then maybe the next week, I'll be 248, 246, and so on and so forth until I hit 200. And that is my expectation of what weight loss should look like. And so we start doing the work. You know, we we start exercising, we start eating better, we drink more water, we don't um, drink as much on the weekend, we may switch up our soda for water, We might add fruit to our breakfast and we start doing all these great healthy things. And in the beginning, 
weight loss can happen, just like your expectation. You start to see the scale go down. And then all of a sudden, it just stops. Now, you haven't done anything different. You're still doing all the great decisions. You're making all the great decisions. You're doing all the changes. But the scale doesn't move. It just stops. And this can be really confusing because what the heck? I'm doing the work. I'm making the sacrifices. I'm making the hard choices. Why isn't the scale moving? And so we'll give it a day or two because we're generous, right? I am insert so much sarcasm there. Um, we'll, we'll give it a day or two and then we'll be like, what the heck? It's not working. I need a new diet. I need a new plan. I don't want to do this anymore. I want to quit. I wanted to quit this anyway. It's not fun. It's really hard, right? And we get frustrated and we get confused because we're doing the things and the results aren't happening and our expectations aren't met with reality. And so therefore, we usually give up. First sign of a plateau, we give up. Let's talk about this. Have you ever experienced this? Does this sound... Um, familiar to you in any, in any way or shape or form. Guys, let's just set the record straight now. It is biologically impossible for your weight loss to be straight down, a linear straight down trajectory. It can't happen that way. It will never happen that way. If you were to graph most people's weight loss journeys, it would look, it, the trajectory would be down. You would be able to follow the, all the points in the graph and be able to put a line down the middle. That would be that nice straight line. But there would be plot points all up and down, all above and below that line going down. So we don't want to see the plot points. (laughs) We just want to see the straight line. And we have this expectation that this is how it's supposed to look, but it is not how it will look. So whether you have started a weight loss journey, or if you are thinking about starting a weight loss journey, this episode is going to be really helpful to you because it's going to explain what actually happens and what to expect. Maybe some of you are actually in a plateau right now and are frustrated and want to quit. This episode is for you because this is going to help you uh, understand. If we understand the why, we're more likely to stay committed than if we're confused. So, you know... Send this episode to a friend or two if you know that they're struggling. Let's get into it and talk about what actually happens. All right. The biggest thing, though, before I get into that, is I want you to know that you are not doing anything wrong. Our very first thought, if we don't lose weight, is it must mean that I'm doing something wrong. And I promise you this is not the case. Don't make this be something that it isn't. Don't turn into, don't turn this into, I must be broken or there must be something wrong with me or I'll never be able to lose weight or I can't do this. Don't start inserting drama where there is no reason to have drama. It does not mean you are doing anything wrong and I'm going to explain that more right now. All right. Now, most people believe that plateaus are a direct result of what we call the set point theory. So every single body 
has a set point theory. And what this means is, you know, your body hovers around a certain weight when you're eating healthy. Everybody has this weight where they kind of hover around, okay? And this weight is determined by your DNA and also by the environment. Now, your body is constantly trying to achieve homeostasis. It doesn't like change, right? For example, let's say that your body temperature is 98 degrees, right? 98.6, I believe is what they want it to be. And so if you get overheated, your body will sweat to try to cool yourself down. If your body temperature gets too low, your body will shiver to create heat and energy to raise your body temperature. Like your body does not like to be at any extremes. It likes to be right in the middle because that is where it functions at its best. The pH of your body, the acidity or alkalinity of your body is tightly regulated you know, in your blood. You do not want to be too acidic or too alkaline. That causes problems. So your body seeks out homeostasis in all situations to make sure that you can show up and live and breathe and do everything that you want to do. That is a fantastic thing that our body does for us. It doesn't allow for us to stray off course so that way we can show up and live and survive. It's a good thing. All right. And so our body is constantly trying to achieve homeostasis. Now, some science um, shows that most people have about a 5 to 10% wiggle room in which they can lose or gain weight without too much resistance from their body. All right. So let's say you are 200 pounds, right? If you're 200 pounds, that would be about a 10 to 20 pound range on either side um, that you could lose or gain without too much of your body fighting to bring it back to that original 200 number. Hopefully that makes sense. All right. So that's what scientists um, estimate at this time. All right. Your body won't give you too much pushback if you stay in that 5 to 10% range. But if you dip too far um, below your body's going to have some pushback. So let's talk about what that pushback looks like. All right. Because there are a lot of hormones that are going on in your body. I'm not going to get into all of them. You know, there's chemical reactions, there's anabolic, catabolic, anorexogenic, thermogenic. I'm not going to get into all that because I don't want to bore you. But just know that your body is fighting to keep you at homeostasis. Your body does not like losing weight. It feels like that is a threat. In fact, when your body starts to lose weight, your basal metabolic rate will start to decrease. Now, what is your basal metabolic rate? You've heard of this word before, or BMR. Your basal metabolic rate is basically how many calories it takes your body to do basic functions like breathe, for your heart to beat, to digest your food. That's your baseline caloric need just to exist. All right. When your body is threatened because, you know, think about it. 
from an evolutionary standpoint, if you were losing weight, it probably meant that there was food scarcity. And in order to survive, your body had to lower its BMR in order to survive. If you had too high of a metabolism, you would have burned through your calories too quickly and starved to death, literally. So when you are losing weight, your BMR decreases. And when your BMR decreases, that also means your total daily energy expenditure also decreases. How many calories you burn in a day. Now we estimate that your BMR is about 60 to 70% of your total daily energy expenditure. So that's a, that's a lot. So as the body is trying to preserve itself and, and conserve its energy, your BMR is going to decrease. But in addition, your ghrelin hormone, which is your hunger hormone, is going to increase. That's why when you diet, sometimes you get really ravenous and really hungry because your body's like, what is going on? Clearly, we need to get more food in our system. We're outside of our range. Let's start ramping up the hunger hormones. They've actually done studies and have shown that people that have dieted have increased ghrelin levels. Ghrelin also tells the body to become much more efficient and start conserving fat stores. Because again, weight loss is a threat to the body. Your body does not see it as a good thing. doesn't matter if your triglycerides are high, your cholesterol is high, your blood sugar is high. Your body still sees weight loss as a threat. Okay. And so when your BMR decreases and your ghrelin levels increase, all these chemical processes are happening, your body will halt weight loss. It'll actually stop the whole process. This is, you know, called adaptive thermogenesis, where the body steps in and just says, hold on a second, let's just make sure we're okay here, and we're going to be all right. And this is when you hit your plateau. And again, it doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong. You could be doing all the right stuff, and this process is still going to happen, because it's your body's way of keeping you alive and making sure you're okay. All right. So guys, if I can reiterate this over and over and over again, a plateau does not mean that what you're doing isn't working. It's a necessary part of the process. All right. This is the process that allows your body time to adapt to all of your efforts and to reassure your body that you're okay and that once your body trusts you and sees that food is not scarce and that you're taking care of yourself, it then will resume the weight loss process given that you have weight to lose. Okay, are you guys following me here? You know, here's the deal. Two-thirds of people who lose weight will regain it. Right? For every three people that lose weight, two of them are going to regain it all, which means maintenance is a huge achievement. Plateaus are your opportunity to practice maintenance. Because listen, two out of three people aren't doing it the right way. Two out of three people don't know how to do it. So in order to maintain weight loss, you have to 
practice maintenance along the way. You can't just lose, 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 lose. You probably know of a few people who have tried to lose weight and did a great job at weight loss and did a horrible job at maintenance. Maybe I'm talking about you. Maybe you have had success losing weight and did a terrible job at maintenance. We're not just going to magically do maintenance one day because, you know, this time's different. I'm going to learn how to do it. We have to practice those things along the way. It's like, it's the same thing with, with self-confidence and pride and all those things. Like that's not going to happen just because you lose weight. You have to practice feeling confident on the way down if you want to have confidence once you lose your weight. A certain number on the scale is not going to make you confident. It just won't. You think it will, but it won't. You have to practice those things along the way. Uh, Another example, when you are going out to eat, right? For a lot of people, when they're losing weight, they don't want to go out to eat because it's too hard. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're at a different size and now I'm going to be able to go out to eat. You're not going to do it well. You have to practice those things as you're going down the scale, not practice it once you've achieved that destination. It's the same thing with maintenance. Plateaus is your body resetting itself, learning that it's okay, but it's an excellent opportunity for you to practice maintenance. Right? The ideal weight loss journey is one that includes loss and plateaus. And I will fight anybody <laughs> that says it should just be weight loss only. Too many of us are not good at maintenance. We need to learn how to do it. And so plateaus are a gift. Maybe if we start to look at plateaus as a gift, we won't stress out about them so much, which increases our cortisol level, you know, helps us not sleep at night, um, helps us gain weight in our belly, in our middle region right there. You know, cortisol is not helpful to anyone. And we stress out about it and we, we start doing all the wrong things. I'm going to teach you what all the right things are in a second, but um, we panic, we quit, we get frustrated, right? All those things are not helpful. So if you get nothing else from this podcast episode, I want you to remember that you did nothing wrong and it's actually a gift. Let's start thinking about it a little bit differently. Now, how long can weight loss plateaus last? Well, for some people, eight to 12 weeks. I know that's not what you want to hear. You want to hear two to three days, but that's not the reality of it. It's eight to 12 weeks. Now that can change from person to person and situation and circumstance, but on average, plateaus last eight to 12 weeks. Listen, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna BS you, right? I'm gonna tell you the truth so you can have realistic expectations and actually get success, all right? So if we know that the average plateau is eight to 12 weeks, we just put our head down, we are thankful for the gift and we start practicing maintenance. All right, so let's just talk a little bit of how to move through a plateau. All right, step one, this is usually my recommendation, is do nothing, (laughs) do nothing different. Not do nothing at all, just do nothing different and just be patient. All right, 
We don't need to rush this process along. We don't need to get through it faster. Again, you're not doing anything wrong, so there's nothing to fix. It's just your body's opportunity to reset itself, reset your ghrelin levels. Guys, you don't want your ghrelin levels off the charts high. You don't. All that's going to do is make you hungry and miserable. Let your body have a chance to reset itself and then you'll be able to move forward. All right. So my step one action step is do nothing. Be thankful. All right. Now, the second thing you can do, say you're moving past that 12 week mark and you're still holding steady. You could decrease your calories slightly. All right. And when I say slightly, I'm talking about like maybe 200 calories, maybe 200. All right. Most people, they're going to hit a plateau and they're going to drop their calories too much, which is going to put an extra stress on the body, increasing cortisol levels. And it's going to actually do the opposite of what you want. You actually might find you start to gain weight. Number one, because you're starving and you're going to start binging. Um, Or number two, you know, you just, you will stall out completely. All right. So if you are past that eight to 12 week mark and you're still not seeing results, only then would I recommend decreasing your calories very slightly just to see if that kickstarts the process. But that is not your first step. Okay. Make sure you hear me on this. It's not your first step. Your first step is do nothing for eight to 12 weeks. All right. Um, Your other option, if you're past the eight to 12 weeks, is you can add some more activity to your day. So when I say add activity to your day, it could be maybe going for a walk. It could mean going for a nice bike ride, just something to be more active. This is not where you start adding a second exercise class into your day. All right. Again, when you start adding a lot of intensity and stress to your body, when it's trying to reset itself, you cause more problems. Don't intervene where you have no business intervening. Okay. So just be careful. I know, especially if, okay, I think, no, I know how old I am. I am 43. So we grew up in an era of you know, cardio and cardio. And if that's not working, more cardio, right? Just keep doing more cardio. This doesn't work when you are my age, when you are premenopausal, when you are menopausal. More cardio doesn't make things better. It stresses us out. It messes up our our hormones, specifically our thyroid. um, And we just put ourselves in a lousy position. So If you want to add more activity, it needs to be like physical activity, movement, not, you know, crazy intense interval training three times a day. All right. So step one is nothing. (laughs) Hopefully you guys are hearing me. Nothing. Right. And then only if you're past that eight to 12 week then you can start to maybe lower your calories by 200 or, or increase your activity, not both one or the other. All right. 
And usually that will be enough to kickstart things again um, and move it in the right direction, especially, like I said, if you have more weight to lose. Some people have a very unrealistic expectation of what their their uh, weight goal should be. Um, you know, when you're middle age, you know, 40 to 60, we don't necessarily need to weigh what we did in high school. All right. Things have changed a little bit and that's okay. Uh, we want to make sure we're at a, at a healthy weight where we, you know, our, our blood work looks good. We're able to move the way we want and we're enjoying lots of healthy foods, but we do need to make sure we're coming up with a realistic plan. And if you have more specific questions about what that looks like for you, uh, definitely reach out to us, uh, bodymetricshealth.com and we can set you up with an appointment. All right, guys. So hopefully that explains what's going on with a plateau. Hopefully you got a little bit more education and information, knowledge, and direction on what to do if you yourself hit a plateau along the way. All right. So let's talk about your recipe. We are making a crispy air fryer tofu. All right. Now, I am just going to let you know right up front, I do not have an air fryer. So I did not make this recipe uh, yet. I'll say yet, because that doesn't mean I won't ever get an air fryer. I just find that it's really challenging to cook for seven people with the size of the air fryers that are out there. Uh, I ended up purchasing one and giving it away because I was... I don't know, I, everything took like three or four batches just to make enough for my family. We were ending up eating in shifts. It just didn't work for us. But I have so many clients that have air fryers and that absolutely love them that I wanted to give you a recipe uh, how you can enjoy uh, this alternative plant-based protein in your diet. So for this recipe, you're going to need one pound of extra firm tofu. Right? Make sure you're not buying the silken tofu. You want the extra firm. Tofu is usually found in the produce section of the grocery store. It's usually uh, somewhere along the side of the wall with the sal refrigerated salad dressings or any of the pre-cut fruits and vegetables. That's usually where I find it. Um, and you want to press the tofu for about 30 minutes. Now, what does that mean? So... When you buy extra firm tofu, it's going to be packed in water. So you're going to rip the cellophane off, drain that water, and then I always stick mine between two cutting boards, and then I put a cast iron pot on top of the second cutting board and try to squeeze out some of that water. If it's waterlogged, it's not going to crisp up the way you want, and it's going to have a soggier, temp uh, soggier consistency. All right, so you want to try to squeeze it out. I lay a uh, dish towel underneath the tofu to try to absorb some of that liquid. And you're going to go ahead and press it for about 30 minutes and then go ahead and cut it into about one inch cubes. All right, so that's how you're going to prep your tofu. You're also going to need a teaspoon of garlic powder, a half a teaspoon of onion powder, a teaspoon of paprika, a half a teaspoon of salt, two teaspoons of cornstarch, a half a tablespoon of low-sodium soy sauce, a half a teaspoon of sesame oil, and a quarter teaspoon of black pepper. All right. So in that medium bowl, you're going to put your cubed tofu. Remember, you're going to already have pressed it. 
and you're going to add in your soy sauce and toss to coat. Now, if you can't do soy sauce because you're gluten-free, you can substitute with liquid aminos. All right. You're going to add all the other seasonings, including the oil, and toss to combine. Right? Pretty true here, guys. I only give you recipes where you dump it in because I want to make it really simple that you actually make them. Then you're going to place the tofu in the air fryer in a single row. Uh, You want to make sure there's a little bit of space around each block of tofu just so it has uh, the opportunity to crisp up. If they're all next to each other in a big pile, uh, you're not going to let that air circulate through so it crisps up. And then go ahead and set your air fryer to 400 degrees and cook for 10 minutes, shaking the basket about, I don't know, halfway through, so after the five minutes, and then finish cooking And then after the tofu is cooked, you can allow for it to cool for a few minutes and enjoy. All right. Um, If you have a smaller air fryer, you may need to split it up into two batches to be able to cook it all the way. Uh, I'm sure all air fryers are different, so you may need to give it an extra five minutes depending on um, the make and model. But uh, you can try this recipe. You can add it with some rice. You can add it with some rice noodles. Um, make a stir fry with it. There's a lot of great options with this particular seasoning blend. Uh, you could also switch up the seasoning. You could add, you could do an Italian seasoning with dried parsley, oregano, and basil. You could use some Cajun seasoning. Really, you know, the options are up to you and what flavor profile you're looking for. But uh, that is your recipe for the week. All right, guys, thank you as always for joining me and I look forward to seeing you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Nourish Eat Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricshealth.com. You can also find us on socials. We're on Instagram and Facebook at Bodymetrics Health. The book Nourish Eat Repeat is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrienne Delgado, and I'll see you next week.